Catch the podcast on Kaya959.co.za. This person must, it seems fed up, if I had to just put it that way. Um, it's Mpunza uh, who is saying, Why are Ford Fiesta Eco Boost car parts or engines so expensive? <laughs> because it's such a small car. Um, the EcoBoost, especially the 1.0, it's very expensive. Um, I can't tell you why. Is it a branding thing? Is it a Ford, general Ford uh, kind of thing that the, their parts in general are expensive or this specific the specific model? It's this particular model that is very That's expensive. That's interesting. Yeah. Um, the EcoBoost, and you also get it also on the Escort, um, that engine. So it's it's very expensive. Um Especially its issues with uh, water. It has water issues. And um, that's what mostly, uh, most of the time happens um, when people get into trouble with it. Mm-hmm. And also there has a small Anyana table that is kind of pricey. Interesting. So a car like, as you've just said, it's got water issues. Mm-hmm. There are certain cars where you know. And in fact, I think manu- manufacturers, in a way, don't tell you directly, but sort mm-hmm. of tell you that... At this mileage, yeah. you best think Red about Plan B. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you best because you're going to have a lot on your hands. I, th- I think the biggest problem is that um, sometimes is that because manufacturers are pressed for time and also for new models to come in, they end up introducing something that they haven't new, uh, basically sort of, tested. Sort already. of new thing, the yeah. new modern. Yeah. So. Uh, research and development is not done thoroughly because you remember it's hot here in South Africa. Yes. Yeah. So some of these vehicles don't get to be tested here. Mm-hmm. Um, they get tested uh, outside the country, and which temperatures also uh, play a big role mm. in vehicles. You see that on the oftentimes, and I don't know the mechanics, but I can tell you what I see aesthetically where there there are specific models of Mm -hmm. cars that cannot handle heat, just on the surface. Yeah. Which you can tell, you know, this particular make of a car struggles with heat because you can see something wears off this particular way quicker than than usual. Yeah, you you do get uh, those type of models where um, especially when you go into um, the northern side of... That it's common. Yeah. Northern Cape. You know, um, Nipopo. Nipopo, yeah? Yeah, so you get cars that will struggle when um, same vehicles, they don't have the same problems mm. in, in Cape Town mm. or in Durban mm-hmm. because of the climate. Um, but when it's in the north, uh, you find that the vehicle struggles, you have overheating issues or you have mm. basically um, the car unable to basically cool itself. Mm-hmm. Um because it is hot. I mean, it's when we here in, in Pretoria and Joburg, when we're facing around 36, mm. 35, that side is 40. Mm. So sometimes the vehicle un, un, is unable to hold. I believe that also happens with cars in the coastal area sometimes, mm-hmm. where you'd have particular problems mm-hmm. because of the climate. It's in the yeah. coast, and therefore this car or any this a car struggles because of the climate. Mm. Yeah, it's it's a. Um, well, look, if, you, um, if you're in Cape Town and you own a high-performance vehicle, mm-hmm. you're in the right area. Because of the climate, uh, the more damper and moisture the air, the intake takes into the car, the better. Because okay. um, if you, most of the time, even when you look at car reviews, mm-hmm. uh, you'll find that um, basically an Audi performs at 200 um, 
kilowatts when it's in Joburg, mm-hmm. but it's able to give more power when it's in Durban or in Cape Town. H- how does that work? What, what are the mechanics um, that make it possible? It's, it's due to your air intake. So the climate there, the air is cooler, which typically a high-performance vehicle needs. So the cooler the air, the better. So would it necessarily behave the same way in Cape Town mm-hmm. versus Durban? Both yes. coastal areas, mm-hmm. but it would be the same. Durban yes. is hotter. It, it, Durban it depends on certain days. Of, uh, okay. Of course. And um, Cape Town, we get what? The yes. whole season's in one yes. day. Yeah. Yes, of course. So, but because of the climate of the air, that it's a, a, a bit damper high, from a high-performance point of view, uh-huh. you would get more power. Um, but obvious reasons, um, your corrosion um, defects will be at high risk because that kind of vehicle is because of the sea salt and and, yes. and the water. It will corrode a bit quicker than a vehicle that you will find here in Joburg because we don't have that. So where, where would you likely see that corrosion uh, get affected the most? Corrosion, most of the time you'll... St- start seeing um, pain quality will, will start to, to show you. You mm. would find some vehicles that what would happen is that um, the clear coat would start to peel. Mm-hmm. And also um, underneath the chassis will just start to rust. Although most manufacturers uh, try and put um, different chemicals to stop that from happening. Mm. But because if the car stays there for more than five years, it is going to happen. So what 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 actually happens to people who own cars that are longer than five years, which is not very old, eh? I mean, five, five, old, five, old, five years is not an old car. <laughs> well, so look, what, what's, the, what's the general pattern of consumer behavior in coastal areas after five years? Do they spray again or what, what usually happens? So most of, most of the guys who really loved their cars and look at that, um, there is chemicals that you can use for your chassis so mm-hmm. it doesn't corrode. So every five years you would uh, go to uh, paint shop where they can basically put on that chemical underneath mm. on your chassis and also looking after the vehicle and um, also trying to put nanoprotecting point um, protective paint mm-hmm. that can also delay the process because obviously because of the climate mm. you get a lot of oxidation on the paint mm. yeah. okay so um, you want to talk about nit- is it hydrogen it's hydrogen what okay you're gonna have to school us hey you <laughs> I was I was thinking, okay, I, I'm not sure I understand any of this. I so hydrogen, um hydrogen being a possible option for for someone who's looking to buy a car but um explain maybe the differences and the the benefits mm-hmm. um of hydrogen as opposed to diesel, uh, electrical and so on. So uh basically hydrogen uh is uh, going back to school. Hydrogen, obviously, it's almost like a gas. Um, would, um, we would say it's almost like water. Uh, so, so what happens is that the new technology that is being developed by BMW, it's a mixture of hydrogen and electrical. So what they're looking to do, actually, there's, uh, there's one vehicle that is already in South Africa that is being tested. It's a partnership between um, our government. Uh, obviously, Mr. Lisufi is heading this one. So it's a partnership of our government and Anglo-American and Sasol. So what they're trying to do or what BMW is trying to basically give us is that to give us a cheaper way of producing, um, being basically a car being on the road via hydrogen. So 
you have what we call a full electrical vehicle that we need to charge, right? Yes. So basically this one, we would need to put hydrogen into it, which um, from the test uh, results that they're giving it, a full tank will take around about 40 minutes. But this is good for basically long distance drive because the vehicle that is in test night now is the IX5, uh, which can do 600 kilometers and above. So they still been tested phase now, but for a vehicle that can do What do, do you that, mean? What do you mean? It, when you say it can do 600 kilometers and yes. above. So the numbers uh, that we're getting right now, it's six, 680 kilometers. Still yet, you can go above that. Is it speed? No, 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 not no, okay. speed. Okay. Uh, the capacity. <laughs> No, yes, the capacity it's, it's of, able to the, use of, of that the fuel range, or gas yes. or whatever. Okay. The hydrogen is Got able you. to give you a range Get, of, the, of that much. Yes. And of that takes you from here to? It can take you from here to Durban. C- can it? Yes, it can take, without stopping, can take you from here okay. to Durban. So, so that was always the problem when we were discussing this, yes. to say, y- you have to gauge for yourself, you know, yeah, you how far route. can yes. this... Yes. Uh, Let's say it's a battery. How far can this battery take you? Yes. Um, will it be enough? Yes. Or you just, this particular model can only take you between here and Pretoria and that's mm-hmm. it. And, and that's yeah. obviously because of infrastructure, you're going to have a problem if yeah. you're going to go to Limpopo. Well, look, uh, because of obviously we have a lot of minerals in South Africa. So yeah. there's a claim that we have enough hydrogen to last us, I, I yeah. don't know, after me and you pass on. Yes. So <laughs> now what they're trying to do is that to build an infrastructure in collaboration with Sasol, yes. obviously. And hydrogen, what, what they did is that they have, they are taking hydrogen as a power source to, a, to the electrical vehicle. Got you. So you don't, so really you don't need, need to, to plug. Exactly. Got you. So you would need to top up with hydrogen. Although the, there's a... So, so just because I'm so ignorant and I, I can't yeah. visualize it. Yeah. Would it be like a pump? Do you... Would you go into a petrol station and pump something in? Yes. Okay. It'll be that that concept. That kind of thing. Okay. I mean, when you take a look at the U.S. market, they've they've been doing this uh, in California. There's there's about fifteen fifteen um, gas stations to call it. That yes, are doing yes, that. yes, yes. Yeah. Already vehicles that um, they have already vehicles that are using hydrogen on the road. Is it? Um, relatively now, because we don't know yet here, mm-hmm. but but cost wise, is it relative to what what diesel petrol relatively filling up that six hundred kilometers is? Well, look, uh, a full tank. Uh, there's an estimate of that the hydrogen will cost you more. Uh, a bit more, a bit but more. Okay. there is discussion to say, look, if we go hydrogen, yeah, we should be pu- uh, putting on um, about a twenty five friend yes per kilogram. So, okay. which yes, okay. which um, in 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 terms of uh, looking versus versus um, a diesel versus or a diesel petrol. or fuel, mm-hmm. it would be cheaper okay. if we get to twenty five. But, but right now, what would what would determine that? Obviously, this export in, or import. Ex- yes, but if we if we hopefully just because we have infrastructure doesn't mean that we're procuring from here because that's another mm-hmm. story. That's another story on its own, um, which um, I was unable to actually get somebody mm. from Sasol to comment about mm. it because I was worried about. But if we're going to be doing this testing and everything, mm-hmm. how are we going to be building this infrastructure? Mm-hmm. And also, um, how is this going to work? Because obviously, with uh, the mining sector coming into this, they're the ones who's going to be helping about this. Yes. But we, we as, as a country, we know we... we 
take things out and then we take them back somewhere else and then we buy them back. This is this is what I want. Yeah. And then obviously when it comes back, it's more expensive. Yes. Which can create a problem. Uh, we still yet to see how how far would uh, is this one going to go. So can but I just ask quickly, in terms of what you've just said now, yeah. right? So OPEC obviously sits there making decisions about mm. fuel, yeah. right? Currently, the markets that are already using hydrogen, where is it sourced? Is it like as central as an OPEC issue or are they sourcing locally? Currently, um, basically, the other markets that are using... Like the US. Like the US. Um, US has uh, mining refineries that actually get this. So for us, it's a bit technical. Yeah. I'm still yet to figure it out how they're going to do it because also it comes back to the also the issue of fuel levy how are they gonna be deducting all this because mm. you remember there's a percentage that goes to the levy mm-hmm. from um from what we put in mm-hmm. from uh, in terms of buying fuel mm. but if we all go electrical and hydrogen how is them well i mean the u.s has been quite um, adamant about this they want they want less reliance <laughs> on OPEC for many reasons, uh, political reasons and so on. So they are obviously pushing as much as possible, you know, to use other methods of connecting them because, um, you know, they they want independence. I mean, I was reading somewhere that there's over 40 billion investment into this thing. So obviously there is decisions that are made at higher level. Yeah, yeah, they would yeah. they they would they would love the Arabs mm. to quickly yeah. l- loosen the noose yeah. on them and so that they can make independent decisions. So it's go- it, do you think it's going to be soon? I mean, we're hearing many many discussions. We're hearing the premier mention. Mm-hmm. So there's a lot of political talk, but mm-hmm. in, in reality, what are we looking at here? Because yes, the market is ready to give us something. Mm-hmm. We're not ready to receive yet. What do you think we're looking at here? I, th- I think it's, it's, it's more of an uh, opportunity and um, for us as South Africa, um, with the economy that we're in, it's mm-hmm. going to be a bit a problem mm. because I mean, infrastructure. This is infrastructure. Um, but I think there is an opportunity to <laughs> to come in and build a proper infrastructure for this kind of vehicles. And obviously, the manufacturer is saying, look, by 2025, we're going to be building this. There's no, we're not waiting for you. We're not waiting, yeah. I mean, if you take it back a bit, uh, BMW introduced a, a 7 Series that is, um, and actually in 1975, they had a 520H. <laughs> this was the first at the time 1975 1975 that's when oh, this technology wait. was there but obviously they needed to re- re- refine the technology because the biggest players in in hydrogen market is Toyota actually okay Toyota are the biggest players so and Toyota has released already right they have they just can't give us yeah because we're, us we're not ready yeah we're not ready but in the European and it's market, interesting it's because we, South Africa is a huge market for Toyota Big time. Huge. So mm. they, they would like us to get on with it quickly. Look, um, with um, now the mix of hydrogen and cell technology, mm-hmm. we should be actually one of the leaders because remember, we here, we we putting together cars for different markets that are electrical already. So, we so, so how does it work, Bokhiso? So we have plants. Mm-hmm. We, is it uh, BMW, it's Mercedes, what, Mercedes is what, what yeah. else? VW, I think. And Ford. And Ford, yeah. right? So, so what happens? Are we delaying the, the R&D here 
in our plants because infrastructure is not ready? Or are we literally producing and exporting out what we can't use? We, we, we basically we're manufacturing that what we that can't we can't use. use. Yeah. Goodness gracious <laughs> me! So the, so we are already there. We are manufacturing. Yeah, we are. We just can't there. be the consumer because we do not have a pump that's going to give us hydrogen. If I decided to go to Pulukwan. Yeah, not at the moment. Hence, they are partnering it's with. It's just Sasso. crazy. Yeah, it's absolutely crazy. Yep. It's it's again uh, also uh, speaks to the um, basically the technology that we able to basically put together, but yes. we sell it to outside. Yes, I mean we are putting together second quarter BMW will be putting together a fully electrical uh, vehicle to take outside, but yet our infrastructure is not ready. <laughs> so it's it's I think it also goes to government again that uh, what is happening, and all of this I think it's. We, we as a country, we are able to do certain things, but our government is always coming behind. So are few companies building any more sort of, could I call them, filling stations? <laughs> is, or are we completely looking at a phasing out of that kind of a model? It's, it's Whereas I heard, and tell me if I'm wrong, mm-hmm. I was hearing um, that what what's happening now with these companies, now these are not fueling fuel companies but charging stations charging stations are now going to be stations at stationed at like a building mm-hmm. here's a kaya, kaya building kaya house is yeah. here mm-hmm. no need for you to go across to a filling station because, yeah, because the plug is right here yeah. so are we going to see a phasing out of that kind of infrastructure that huge kind of uh, infrastructure or perhaps maybe uh, as many of them make money off uh, you know, the shops, the shops and convenience are, stores and stuff. I think that will still remain, mm. but obviously it will depend on how um, we put it together. Mm. Because if um, the, the the infrastructure is that it's you go to the U.S., you have a fueling, a fueling station that is full of charges mm. and then you have a restaurant. So yes. you plug and, then and you, you go, go sit eat. and ah, eat. Yeah. Gotcha. So it, the infrastructure will change. Um, but although for people who are investing into basically mm-hmm. um, your fueling stations, mm. um, it's, it's it's a sunset business. Yes. And now they're yeah. just allowing us to come in as with the right skin color. Yeah. But, but if, it's if, almost going to come yeah, to an end. Yeah. I mean, it, also with, um, if you look at the automotive industry, they're always telling us about uh, the special zone uh, buildings that they're doing from yes. government. Yes, yes. And when you ask them, but who are you going to put in there? Yeah. Now you have people who have to have relationship with German of companies. And they tell you part suppliers. But what parts are you going to be supplying? Because the market is narrowing down to mm. only electric vehicles mm. and certain vehicles. And if you have manufacturers are saying that we have targets that by 2025 or our sales, we need 40% of our sales to be electrical vehicles, mm. then we need to shift to that. So it's it's it's... I think for South Africa, it's, it's, it's going to be a challenge, mm-hmm. but we'll see how that goes. But I, I don't see it, it's changing it that quickly. Mm-hmm. But if we get government back into do uh, certain changes, because mm. now, obviously, because of infrastructure and the technology, mm. now you need proper skilling. Yeah. It goes back to that conversation of people, what are they studying mm. at college? Mm. Absolutely. I mean, we had people who were still trying to mix them a trick with. And, yes. You know, uh, yeah. So it's it's again it'll 
it, there's a chain there's a whole chain of things that needs to happen before i mean if the white paper that we had spoken about from the motor industry and yeah. government that all that already is a coping paste for some from another company mm. and I, f- I kind of feel that government is is left behind is <laughs> 10 years behind let's take a quick break and I'll, I'll take I see many of your um, your voice notes coming through I see them I promise you I'm going to get to them uh, keep sending them it's 086 uh, 086 00959 that's when you um, want to give us a call the voice note is on 063 688 point of view Monday to Thursday, 8 to 10 p.m. All right, thank you so much for staying with us. Uh, it's our car feature, and uh, we are with uh, motoring expert Bohi Sodibagwana, and uh, he's taking your questions. Uh, you can send a voice note if you like, 063 688 You can send, you can call in 086 Yeah, You can also send an X, but it's always nice when we hear you either on voice note or you can call in. So let me take a listen to, can you hear, I'm just going to make sure that you can hear us. Um, Debs is sending a voice note. I think it's a question. Debs? Uh, the cars that you are talking about, Bukhiso, the hydrogen cars, it's not the same cars that you are talking um Where I'm staying, Alexandra, uh, there's a gas station here in Weinbeck, and there are a few taxis that are using that gas. Uh, it's like, a, you know, your cylinder gas. So, it's not what you're talking about, that hydrogen gas, or am I mistaken? Because I know there's a gas station here in Weinbeck where they refill those cars. If you want to refill, you go there. And I know there's some few cars that are using that gas. So I just want to know if are you talking about the same gas or is it this a different gas? Thank you, guys. Take care. So taxis already using Well, look, it. There, there was, um, I think, uh, in 2019, uh, development of um so the pilot a of sorts come again was it a pilot of sorts? yes there was a pilot of some sort and it's 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 been it's been running um you must remember as much as hydrogen is um basically when you use it you'll be emitting water at the back mm-hmm. so there's test phases that yeah. safety because it can explode although it'll be an explosion not to catch fire but okay you, yeah but uh there's been um companies that are, were trying to convert taxis mm-hmm. to see if they can basically tap into that market. So it is possible. Convert? Say. Yes. So what, you, what would you be converting the engine? Oh, yes. what, what would you it would be? be basically uh, trying to uh, measure your fuel uh, engine mm-hmm. and basically hydrogen. So you n- so explain it to me because we were speaking about the technology that um, marries the battery cell with mm-hmm. hydrogen. With hydrogen, yes. Now, in this case, these are current models mm. that are using fuel. Yes. But, um, so, they're trying to go away from fuel yeah. to use hydrogen. So, yes. there's modification that will be done to the engine so yes. that it will run on hydrogen. Alone, not yes. with a battery cell. No, not with got a battery you. cell. All right. And then we've got Cliff also with a question. Uh, I was just a quick one for uh, Obuti Pohis. You know, um, uh, previously I used to service my car every four months. And it was a much bigger car when I was still employed full time. Now that I'm uh, here at home, usually I don't use it that much. I travel about maybe a kilometer. 
uh, not even every day. Uh, the only time that I travel is about 20 kilometers, and it's only about once a month when we go and do our groceries. And uh, the other thing is it doesn't give me any malfunctions. What I do, I just check my oil and water. And now my issue here, or what makes me to panic, is that I've last serviced this car the past two years, but still not giving me any problems. So, but I'm thinking... Uh, that I should uh, take it in for certain anyway, just to avoid any 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 surprises. Uh, I don't know what's your take on that. Thank you. So he needs to service the car because you must remember, um, <laughs> <laughs> oil loses viscosity. What is that? So uh, uh, basically, oil has in other words, in it. In, in other words, oil can be more liquid than it is. Actually, it'll be more chocolate than it or is. more chocolate. Yeah, more gotcha. chocolate than it is. Gotcha. It'll lose viscosity. So, um, a vehicle like that, because he said it's a big vehicle, yes. so I'm assuming is in the luxury. Yes. Because he's not doing the uh, the mileages that it's required to do a service, mm-hmm. he must basically just every year just change the oil. Oh, I see. Yeah. So even if the mileages are yeah. not what he would have, you know, used to gauge yes. the time to yeah. do the yeah. service. Oil change and what else? Basically, do an oil change every year because he doesn't uh, basically travel that much. Yeah. So, uh, let's he say doesn't have to wait for those kilometers. No, to he doesn't accumulate. have to wait for those kilometers. Um, German vehicles, it will say uh, twenty-five thousand k's or every two years. Mm. But because he's not basically using the vehicle, I would say uh, every year change your oil. After a year, you change your oil plus your spark plugs. Okay. Yeah. That that's. It. Yeah, that's it. It'll, it'll, it'll be fine. Hmm. All right. So um, we were still talking about um, some of these. So in for someone who's in the market mm-hmm. um, and who's looking for a brand new car, and obviously with these options now, I mean, there's a lot. Um, the electric cars. Um, w- what would you then suggest with our current situation? Mm-hmm obviously infrastructure being an issue and all of that. What would you then suggest would be the way someone must be thinking about purchasing a car right now? And there are a lot of new offerings right now. Yeah, no, There's a lot on the market. I mean, market. the Japanese, um, yeah. the guys from GWM, uh, Havalt, mm-hmm. they're offering a lot right now. And there's another one Lots called of options. O- Omoda. Yeah. So, yes, I've, yes. Yeah. Lots so, of options out there. Well, look, um, obviously depends on what you'll be using the vehicle for. But if you're basically, uh, no one really drives to Cape Town anymore. Yes. No, not really. Even Durban, no one yes. really. Yeah, Everybody nobody flies. goes to Cape Town. Yeah. Driving. Driving, no. So I would say um, electrical vehicle, it, it'll be a very good option right now. Although they're a bit expensive, but they're also the used car market for electrical. It's just coming up a bit. Mm-hmm. So if you look online, you would find a Prius um, that can uh, at a range of 300,000. Mm. and which is a vehicle that basically you can use for urban driving. Mm. Um, the cheapest uh, vehicle that is electric on the market would be your Mini, mm-hmm. Mini Electric, and that has a maximum kilometer range of 250. 250 takes you to halfway, halfway Durban. Yeah, it takes you to halfway Durban. But if if, if um, no one really drives to, to Durban. Ah, uh, okay. Ah, <laughs> <Durban>. <laughs> Ah, it's too much. People are driving to Durban. 
people are try are cruising to death. <laughs> so if you were to to go in a mini, mm. do we do we have? I mean, do we have yeah. like stations? Uh, yeah. to well, look, you must remember. Even if um, you're driving a different brand, you mm. can stop at any yes, of and charge. And all over the the mall of Africa has charges. Main okay. lane has charges. Like you were saying, I mean, you would get um, certain buildings that have yeah. those charges that you can just come in and charge for free. Mm. Mm. So, so the 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 uh, suggestion would be get an electric car. Yeah. If you're looking and you're in the market for right yeah. now, and yeah. your options are diesel, petrol, yeah, get an get, electric car. I would get an electric car because. Um, I mean, mo- most people have converted their house with solar panels mm-hmm. already. Mm-hmm. So if you have a, anything from eight to ten kilowatt um, power power system for your for your house, you will be able to charge the vehicle. So you're basically creating your own fuel. Hmm. I mean, right now a full tank is what one point five, one point seven, mm-hmm. depending on the vehicle that you're using. Depending on the vehicle. Yeah. Okay. So here. A full tank in urban area will cost you around eight, 80 rand in terms of your electricity. Yes. Yeah. So if you have a solar system, no cost. It's zero. And and you keep talking about the fact that you are not likely to have the service issue no. that other vehicles no. now have. No. Uh, the only thing that you will be having to do is just changing your tires and your brake pads. So because this is... I'm going to use the word new, mm-hmm. relatively, uh, new technology. And we have the mini. How long has the mini been in the market for now? Uh, basically, this is the third year. Okay. Yeah. So are we, are we able to see, you know, how it holds um, in, terms of, in terms of durability mm-hmm. and all of that? And remember, um, most uh, vehicles or the mini um, has a warranty. I think the mini warranty is seven years on the power pack. Wow. So, <laughs> wow. So you, basically, you'll be looking at the installment, uh, and that's it. That's it. That's it. Yeah. And for seven years. For seven years. And you don't have to worry if there's worry. anything wrong. It's you not it your back. problem. Yeah. You take it back to the dealer. They'll sort it out. Okay. So. And I think that's the advantage of electrical vehicles. What mm-hmm. people don't see is that um, I think uh, there was a particular um, Toyota that mm-hmm. said the battery and power cell is twelve years warranty. Wow. For twelve years, oh. and I'll take that, and I don't have to worry about. So you know, repairs. you know how, you know how for some, right? Uh, mm-hmm. Just maybe because you you do also have relations, or you have to go to outer parts of the country, mm-hmm. rural, and so on. Um, and you you yes, you would like to, but you have to stick with the old and tested because of uh, charging stations and yeah. so on like that. Y- your suggestion, the petrol or the diesel, what what would you suggest would be ideal? Between petrol and diesel? Mm. If you are looking and you're in the market. Well, depending on... Does it even matter? Because there was a time when there was a distinct difference mm-hmm. between a petrol car and a diesel car in performance, in sound and yeah. all of those things. Th- Is it still the there. case? Yes, mm. it's still the case. Um, obviously, Diesel, um, it's uh, diesel. It it makes more sense in mm. terms of uh, using it for traveling, mm. but when uh, it comes to maintaining it, it's a bit expensive than mm. than uh, a petrol vehicle mm. because a uh, petrol vehicle com- um, components are a bit lighter. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, in terms of price, they are a bit cheaper. Mm-hmm. But diesel uh, components they are very expensive, mm. and also now we have what we call um, almost like a Diesel engines will require about 
three catalytic converters and a catalytic converter is very expensive mm-hmm. um the reason for catalytic converters um uh, mainly is because again they going green mm. so using a catalytic converter we don't want to see that smoke mm. because it's damaging the ozone layer mm. so manufacturers would invest a lot in catalytic converters mm. and because catalytic converter has platinum that's why we were having people stealing exhaust system oh i see yeah. it's because of the platinum in the exhaust that is bizarre okay Here's a quick question, and the question is about going back to this conversation around someone who says, look, I once heard a conversation, but I got it uh, later on. Uh, I got into the conversation later on around converting my qualification to get a qualification in in uh, motoring uh, technician um it kind of dies out there. Um, wh- where where did we pick that up? It, you were saying still that people could convert. Hmm. Uh, what was it? Grade I what? Grade uh, ten now? It's no, called, uh, 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 the conversion would be um, if if um, if you had done um, if you in in a college mm-hmm. and you have done N three maybe four subjects minimum I think is three. So and you have two languages from metric mm-hmm. you would have a technical metric mm. so let's assume you failed your metric yes. and then you have three subjects from your N you can take your three subjects from your N and then measure it with your metric certificate which mm. will give you a qualification of metric for someone who, who has as you said failed the metric yeah. um, is not keen to go into the academic stream mm. of doing things wants to take that fail and convert it into and, and what and, and would it be what? And he would be starting from, uh, depending on how, how bad did he do and yeah. did he have uh, maths and science because mm. that's very important. He probably would start from N2 or N1. But if you have N1, N2, N3, that is your technical metric. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. I re- I remember, there was a there was an issue after that conversation mm. that the lady said no, they refused they to refused convert. They refused to convert it, yeah. yeah. I think we still need to... Uh, to find that back, out. Yeah. Okay, I'm going to take a quick break and I'll, I'll see your, 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 your exes. I'm going to go through them and I will read them out. And also, I'm very happy to take those calls on 0860-00959 and the WhatsApp note is on 063-688-0959. Point of View, Monday to Thursday, 8 to 10 p.m. Okay, so here is the question from Silo uh, here on X who's asking, um, I have... <laughs> Okay, I don't, it's an Audi, he says, um, and uh, it doesn't want to tell us or is not telling us the model for a reason and says, I have a problem with um, flickering lights um, that I have been taking back and forth to the dealership um, on. Flickering lights? Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I need more information about that. I'm trying to figure out flickering lights because... Um, depending on which model if it's an issue of flickering lights from the headlights that will be an issue with the control module especially um in some of these um vehicles you have uh, what you call xenon lights so when the control unit cannot keep up with the demand of the power and also that could be caused by your battery the battery yeah would the battery have in other words it 
what if it's, it's would it have to be old yes. or a problem with the battery? There, there would be a problem with the battery. Um, you have to get your battery and alternator checked because um, once you've started your vehicle, the function of the battery is just to start your vehicle and the alternator needs to take over. But if the battery's cell has an issue, yes, it will affect how the car is charging. Okay. So that's where you have flickering lights. Here is a voice note from Miss B. Miss B here. I just want to find out why is it so difficult to fix the Opel? I just seen her is not everyone who can fix just like a VW or a Toyota. What is complicated they go open? <laughs> you would find to you would have to find um an ex Opel employees because you must remember um since a chef left South Africa then all those guys went out. They were phased out. Uh, there's no de- much dealership, then, and also there's not much network. I think uh, in 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 Pretoria there's only one. The whole of Pretoria there's only one Opel dealer. So <laughs> you would have to. They there are people that can fix them, but you would have to look for them. I think that's the biggest problem with Opels. Hmm. Okay. Um, here is um, one from. Okay, this is Sipo who says, I have uh, a small problem. My Ford Ranger um, is giving me transmission problems that include slipping. Slipping. Hmm. Yeah, it slips. I assume it's automatic. How does a car slip? Um, so um, when it's in gear. Yeah. So sometimes instead of just driving off, it takes forever. It's like the gearbox is trying to think what should happen. So that's what we call slipping. It's a new model. Yeah, and, uh, I, w- I would say um, have the dealer check it out. Um, I think it, that's it's, he's this maybe third person really that I know about really because there was an issue with I had a friend who was telling me that when he's in traffic on a steep, mm-hmm. the car rolls back. No, and I was like, but it's not supposed to. It's do an, that. an automatic yeah, car. It's an automatic. It's not supposed to do that. So what is that? And are we talking about the same model? Yeah, that that is the slipping part of it. Yeah. Oh, I see. Also cause, cause that. That yeah. Ford Ranger. Yeah. You're saying the third person? Yeah, this is the third person to tell me about it. So clearly there is a bit of an issue there. Yeah. Okay. Jablani is saying, Pimelo, when, in South Africa, when is South Africa going to start making its own electrical vehicles, batteries and solar panels would help greatly reduce unemployment? You've just said they do, ne? We well, just look, we, we put in together. We're not basically manufacturing. I mean, we're uh, not. We don't have our own no models and a car. So, well, look, uh, if if only we had uh, presidents who basically can envision the future, uh, like the guys from Dubai, would be in a good position because all the minerals and everything that is needed for electrical vehicles, we do have. We just mine it, give it to somebody else, and it comes back as a full-on product. So you don't know yet? Nah, <laughs> I don't see that happening. I mean, um, you you put those questions to... Uh, you remember we had those guys that mm-hmm. developed the bus mm. and the bus was basically manufactured right here in South Africa. Mm. But the power pack came from somewhere else. But if you look at the graphite, the electrolytes, the platinum in there, it's from South Africa. 
So if, why can't we force this company to say, okay, fine, since, well, you are the technology holder, we are the resource holder, why can't we collaborate for having this this uh, this product being manufactured here at home? Hmm. Okay, so I, Javulani, he doesn't have a nice answer. <laughs> I would say, yeah, he doesn't have an answer. Um, this one says, I have with my Kia 2023 um, SUV, I have problems with braking. A Kia? Um, I need to get more information of the braking issue. I think Argus Potage. Uh, look, braking issue most of the time is, um, I think it's, it depends on how a person drives. Because um, if you're a hard driver, obviously you will have um, brake shutter or you'll cause a brake shutter on your discs. This is where you have hot spots. So sometimes when you apply the brakes, the steering wheel will shake. You must just know that, okay, fine, you have developed hot spots on your disc. And if obviously you have hot spots, you need to brake pads and discs to be changed. And then probably you should change your driving style. All right. Let's take a listen to this voice note. Okay. Yeah. Oh, does the car slip? Uh, oh, see, uh, it slips normal. It's just that it doesn't need, uh, it doesn't need blankets. But brakes do slip. That I know for you. I know. <laughs> is he making fun of me <laughs> no man I mean yes right I mean no, no, no. it I was a good question he's, he's thinking we're talking about sleeping because we, we said slip meaning uh, mm. yeah so it does do it, you can yeah. hey <laughs> not sleeping hey guys okay uh, I'm going to quickly look at the other problem. All right. This person says uh, they have a problem with their BMW X1, I think. Let me just uh, refresh this quickly. And it seems to be a new model as well. Um, all right. Oh, goodness. It's taking a while. Um, hmm. Okay. I'm going to have to get back to that because... okay. Um, it's the battery problem, he says. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the battery problem on his X1 BMW X iX1. 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 Okay. Has a problem with the battery. Uh, but what does the battery do? Okay. Okay. It says the battery heating works very well, but in... Uh, some temperatures, it. I think he says it overheats. Yeah, because there is a cooling system to cool the battery on an mm-hmm. X1. Okay, I think you need to give us more yeah, information so more that we can just uh, help you there properly there, sir. Um, we have a voice note from Ndando. Uh, good evening, Bumkaya and the guest in the studio. Um, my question is, uh, how is the job market, like the the employment of 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 skilled workers right now? Um, now, yeah, I'm talking about the 
like some of the big companies and the other ones as well like for an artisan to get employed what's how's the market now well look um there is a bit of demand um for artisans the only issue is that it comes with ex- uh when we have to deal with experience um most manufacturers um um obviously because of experience they don't want to pay certain prices um there is a change in terms of um how they hire um mo- look you take a look at uh, Porsche Porsche would hire guys that come from Audi and VW because the product is almost the same mm. um in terms of uh basically from artisan's point of view but in terms of customer service they will go and look for people who come from BMW because of uh obviously um how the customer interacts and branding um if you want to have a uh, high end customers coming in you need to treat them certain certain manner you can't have a guy who come from Nissan to come and deal with Porsche uh, clients hmm. these are two different people mm. yeah. sure it's it's one of those hey, you're going to have to unfortunately find a way in yeah into the mm. manufacturer uh, yeah. as an artisan as internship something well look um, for, um there's a lot of learnerships if you look online um i think uh, i always look at linkedin every day to check what's happening in the motor industry uh because there's a lot of information coming from there uh but a lot of manufacturers are still doing uh, apprenticeship programs um obviously after apprenticeship program depending on how did you perform with um uh how you were educated via masieta or learnership exams the dealer will make a decision if they keeping you or they letting you go but i think what is important is um acquiring the qualification okay this one this gentleman says uh it's heaven and says um it's not really a mechanical problem just uh fyi i have a c class and i constantly have a problem with my infotainment system um slow on and sometimes unresponsive making it difficult to use while driving um and sometimes it does freeze or crash requiring a restart uh, to function properly again is this coming that could be a software issue or temperature and also on the C class you have basically two batteries also okay you have the main battery most Mercedes Benz they have two batteries you have a battery that is uh so it could be a mechanical problem yeah it could be oh so so what could be the reason you said if it's if it's a mechanical how how does it basically electrical electrical problem in terms of it could be the battery Mm -hmm. because uh, on the c-class you have two batteries you have a battery that is basically the function is to assist with the infotainment system that is so just for me as a stupid person i Mm -hmm. it's it's not necessarily a a programming problem in other words your computer system mm-hmm. hasn't got a programming problem it's very much connected to your entire car system it, the freezing could be a computer program but the that like not responsive yeah. also taking time for it to come up yeah. it also could be a battery problem okay. because that particular model has two batteries okay. there's the main battery that functions for the car in, in terms of the car starting up and other electronics mm-hmm the infotainment system there's a smaller than a battery again oh my word. that is <laughs> fitted to the vehicle to assist with that do you do you have to charge that battery or change that battery you have to the change info, it. We infotainment. Charge batteries anymore. Oh. 
<laughs> so you have to, no i just thought i thought the infotainment thing is not like the other big battery yeah it's not a other big battery it's a small battery you yes. know it's just, it's almost like a um a, a bike battery it's but you treat small. it like a normal car battery yes it's that's a car what battery. you're saying so yeah. you would have to change it you would have to change it um you would have to sometimes it would pop up something that um, battery malfunction when mm. it says that mm. you know that is the battery that is inside the car how, how do you know which battery is a problem. The main battery won't say battery malfunction. Okay. They're the only that small battery. But also diagnosis uh, can also um, show that. The main battery would say what? The main battery, uh, it'll give you a sign of a battery on your cluster. Mm-hmm. That's when you know that something is wrong on my charging system. Alright, let's take a quick break and I'll be back with your questions uh, on voice note as well as um, on uh, on a call. Or should we go to okay, let's go to Sandila quickly uh, who's on voice note. Hi, Oscar Melo. My question is, um, what are your thoughts on the Suzuki brand? Um, seeing that it's been growing in numbers specifically for the past two years, um, what are his views and thoughts about it um, in terms of um, its longevity? Um, is it something that um, one can look into as a first car? Um brand in particular um are the parts available is it something where should it break down it won't give any problems mechanically um you know uh, so i just need advice on that particular brand in specific thank you okay. yes suzuki has been growing and there's no better way to test a vehicle than to give it to the taxi industry. Because that's what's happening. <laughs> yes. Most of them are um, are being used, uh, especially the seven seaters. They have been used if uh, if, if you go around locations uh, like your Harangua, Mopane. Uh, they are the new ventures, if you can call it that. Um, I think um, the Uber guys also are using a lot of those vehicles. So Suzuki, yes, it is growing. Um, I've seen some of them that has more than 300,000 Ks on them. So I think from uh, that point of view, you can buy such a vehicle because typically us South Africans, we keep cars for more than 10 years. Mm. You have a question here from Peter who says, I have a Haval H2 and I have this problem of a flashing maintain your engine light Mm -hmm. even after the car has gone to service it um he says it would mm-hmm. the message continues to flash to back, up yeah. every time yeah. what what they did there is that uh, it's a software issue um you might find that they did a manual research reset they mm-hmm. didn't do um through the, the diagnosis point so you just need to take it back and then they must check the software all right um jabulani is uh, on let's see I have two more questions, Jabalani says. Are Tesla vehicles coming to South Africa anytime in the near future? <laughs> and are there any sub 500k EVs available in South Africa? What is a sub uh, 500k EV? Uh, I don't know. What is he talking about with sub 500k? EV. Yeah. Because uh, if it's talking about this brand Sub, Sub has stopped manufacturing vehicles a long time ago. Okay. Yeah. Um, look, uh, in terms of Elon, Aish, Papa Elon derides for the for the satellite. I mean, there's I don't I, look. 
if 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 we had um, again, it goes to our government. I mean, the president should be be driven in 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 in, in, in a basically in a Tesla. If we we were really wanting to put ourselves on the map, because we proud ourselves that Elon is South African, but we are unable to agree to certain terms that he wanted to do with with South Africa. Um, in Tesla is available in the UK. There's a manufacturing plant in 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 China. So, and you know, the Chinese government they don't do any business without uh, them saying that. Look, if you want to come and do business here, we keep forty percent, and then you can keep the rest. And I don't see why we can't have such deals with these manufacturers. Um, this person says they have a Kia Picanto and they said the when I start the car, idling feels erratic. Yeah, Kia Picanto. Mm-hmm. <laughs> well, the Picanto, depending on which one. If he's talking about the 1.0, uh, uh, it's, it's basically a three-cylinder. So the three-cylinder, because there's only three cylinders, it feels... Uh, erratic and unbalanced so the vehicle would especially in the morning would shake a bit mm-hmm. because it's three cylinders mm-hmm. so it's um we call it an, an unbalanced in basically in in, in engineering world mm-hmm. because if you had four cylinders you wouldn't feel the vibration mm-hmm. yeah so that's i think that's what uh, uh, does it sound like that even if it's new yeah you even on the polos it does that you have this a bit of a vibration and and it goes away after the car picks up. Hmm. Okay. Um, there's another question here. Hmm. Okay. This person, uh, owner of a VW, um, and says that I have a problem with again. Says another one says a software problem is causing uh, a problem on my um, range calculation information mm. on the screen and smartphone. Mm. That is software. Okay. That is software. Um, well, look, you can have them check the software. If the software update has been done, then they must look into how the software and the cluster is communication. So that is done through uh, can communication wires. So sometimes you might find that there's a delay in your control unit and, and your cluster. So you wouldn't, where would you take it? You would need to take it to the dealer. To the dealer. Yeah, that is the dealer. Okay. <laughs> the software thing mm-hmm. is it like as as is it going to be like parts expensive or just a no it's it's more of a um um you know how we update on the laptops we update windows so it's more of that type of thing okay. where it will be connected to a network sometimes you might find that they need germany to program it from head office oh i see also uh, sometimes you, you you just program it from the software that we have currently. It's almost like um, there was a time where navigation systems don't used uh, what do you call it discs, mm-hmm. those DVDs, and then it was phased out on the car, and then we started using software updates on your navigation. So it's almost like that. You mm-hmm. come in, we give you a new software of the new route. Mm-hmm. Yeah. All right, so this one says, I have an Audi A4, uh, not very new, five-year-old Audi A4, but I have a problem with oil leaks and I constantly have to repair them. Mm. I think I, th- I think there's, there's a problem with whoever's repairing that vehicle because, I mean, if you change the seals and they use um, OEM seals, that's 
problems should be sorted out. But also, again, it depends on uh, what type of oil leaks they're doing. Um, the A4, depending on what engine, if it, uh, it's the most common problem would be your rear main seal, which would be uh, behind your gearbox. Most people misdiagnose it because if it starts to leak aggressively, the oil is all over the place. So I would say start by basically having the vehicle uh, to get steam washed underneath and driven for a kilometer and look where the oil is coming from. Okay. Yo, this is a long one. Uh, this is from Lerato who says, Hey, Ospimelo brought a, bought a CLA 250 Sport 2016 model. Engine light keeps going on. Took it back to the dealership. First time they changed the thermostat. It happens the second time. They told me they inserted a new battery and it was not reset. It's not a big deal. Car drives perfectly. It's just that light. The car light is just that light. The car is still with them. They are monitoring it. I just turned in. I just tuned in. I'm a lady. Don't know much about <laughs> car. <laughs> I'm not laughing. I'm not laughing. <laughs> you and me both. Yeah. Um, uh, these model problematic. Uh, the mileage is 88,000, it seems. Should I be worried? Well, look, um, when, when 2016, 2016 model, but I think, uh, with 88,000, 2016, yeah, okay. she's not doing a lot of mileage. Huh? Mm. I would have been mm, 2016, 88,000. <laughs> yeah, hmm. Don't know. I think with, uh, I mean, the dealer is saying they're monitoring it. I think mm-hmm. it's also a new problem for them because, look, once, once a dealer finds something that, um, it becomes a problem. Um, there's something we call a case. A case gets opened to say, look, this is what we're experiencing. We have never seen before. Um, can we have somebody in Germany to talk a look at this? Mm. And that's when they'll get advice that please change this and this and this and this. Okay. Uh, Sophia is on the call. Hello. But uh, one of them, it's easy to maintain the chinky yellow Hyundai. Which one is best? That's it. I would go for the uh, for the Hyundai. Um, the Hyundai, depending on what model you take, oh, although they are a bit similar, but the Hyundai um, is offering a better warranty. Mm. Yeah, because the Hyundai has, depending on what model you take, the Hyundai has a two hundred thousand seven years warranty, mm-hmm. whichever comes first. But obviously, it would need to be um, fixed within the dealer network. Mm. But um, for peace of mind, two hundred thousand seven years makes sense to me. Uh, Sophia, what model? No, what model is me? I don't make it driver get. So in the I, th- I think personally, uh, Reynold, uh, they're a bit of a problem. Um, and also their dealer network is, is not that good. Um, 
and there's there's been a couple of issues with the Reynolds and from the Clio's the Reynolds has just been a problem Sophia thank you you sound worried <laughs> yeah Reynolds in the 2019 imagine mm. so and it's expensive Computer box. Okay, he'll answer. Bye. Computer box. Computer box. For the Renault? Yeah, Sophia? I'm out. No, she's gone. Oh, she's gone. Oh, yes. Okay. Yeah, I think computer box. Yeah, yeah, in your Renault? Yeah, Renault, yeah, Kaja. Yeah, 2019, 100K. Hundred hundred thousand kilometers, yeah. Yeah. On the on the vehicle, or the hundred thousand yes. uh, is the price of the computer box can be. Uh, Sophia, hundred k k king. Hundred kilometers. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Look, um, the biggest problem on on those vehicles, the computer box is exposed. So sometimes even. Um, Water and rain, car wash can cause issues with that. Um, did you have any water damage to it? No, it was later my hand is so fine. So the battery, I can't drive for long distance because computer box behind on show up. I can't have problems. I, I think you should go back to the Honda. Clearly, here yeah, you have a huge. Yeah, problem. that's why I'm asking. I'm going back to Honda. Yeah. Sure. Aski, Sophia. I'm sorry. Let's take a quick break and we'll take more of your calls on 086-00-00959. We can also look at those voice notes on 063-688-0959. Point of view. Monday to Thursday, 8 to 10 p.m. Sure. 086-00-00959. That's where you can dial in. And Pohicho is here and he's here to help with all your questions if you've got a problem with your car. So here's a question uh, about an XC90. Um, Volvo. Yes, a Volvo. And this person says, I have a transmission failure problem um, and uh, hard shifting. Mm. Hard shifting? Um, uh, well, look, the XC90, um, I assume it's, it's the older model of it. I can't remember well, um, but I think it's a ZF box in there. Um, I, w- I would I would take it to a gearbox place. Um, you might find it's uh, hard shifting. You might find it's either megatronics or your oil is wearing out. Uh, these gearboxes uh, have long life oil, but you do have sometimes where you have metal threatings in the gearbox, so you would have to change it. Okay, doesn't seem too bad. Okay, um, okay, quickly going to um, a question here. I'm trying to get to it very quickly. Um, <laughs> okay, so this person is, uh, I think, answering the question. Uh, that we were having a conversation about the Hyundai problem. Um, this person is saying, well, they have a problem with the, is it the Hyundai Tucson? Oh, okay. Is it a Tucson? Tucson, yeah. Tucson. Um, a premature pad wearing. Oh, the brake pad issue. I don't know. Uh, yes, he's, he's talking about the brake pad issue. Um, look, 
premature brake. It will depend what Hyundai says, but brake pads basically uh, they're designed to give you plus minus thirty thousand k's, mm-hmm. right? So if you're having um, a brake pad wearing issue, it's either the material that uh, the brake pads that are being used, and uh, also most of the people that drive this vehicle are ladies, so it's. it's <laughs> There no, no, no. goes the hear, argument. Hear, hear me out. Hear me out. He's going to tell us about it. So, <laughs> so it might be when guys drive these vehicles, it's too hard. They are too hard on the brakes. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> what about because the brake braking systems basically it's it's. It comes I always to the thought it's a driver. I yeah. always thought it's a. It's, it's a driver. If you've yeah. had to pay for a clutch, yeah. and the brakes sooner then than you should. You'll know next time <laughs> to be careful <laughs> because they generally tell you, no, 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 Sissy, yeah, it's your fault, yeah. And yeah. once you've learned that lesson once, you'll never do it again. Generally, I, I mean, find it's, you, you it's get, a driver. You get uh, ladies that drive manual vehicles in high heels. Yes. That's a bad idea because it's, it is a p- <laughs> <laughs> because the heel is preventing you to fully depressed the touch. And you know guys don't feel bad eh? get your slip slops or whatever you need to yeah, be comfortable whatever <laughs> and then you know walk out with the, the fancy shoes yeah. it, it don't feel bad it's it's for your own safety actually it's for your own safety alright um, do we have a voice note I think we've got a voice note here alright here is um, a question I have on um, Toyota Highlander. Um, hmm. Okay, this person is talking about a problem they have with the in-car electronics on their Toyota Highlander problem. In-car electronics, what is, what is it doing? Oh, so you're supposed to know everything. That's, <laughs> maybe, maybe send us... Send us more information, sir, um, if you you want us to get more details. Send us more information so that we can try and and get you some responses on that one. Let me take a quick break and uh, I'll take... uh, Not really, not yet. Okay. Um, Okay, this person is responding to the electronics saying that it's similar to the question you had before. um, My screen... Um, is not reliable, doesn't respond on time, time. and freezes quite a lot. Uh, Well, look, um, you must remember, these vehicles have uh, what we call Android systems. Mm -hmm. So it's basically the same systems we're using on cell phones. Um, These uh, these Android systems need software updates. So I Ah, would say... Sometimes it's as simple as that. Yeah. (laughs) <laughs> software update. So, so you take it to... Yeah. Do you take it in for an update? Yes, you take it in for an update. The dealer should be able to do a software update but, depending but on what infotainment Does it ask you to update? Like Those are the symptoms does. that you should see. So you are not going to have the request like you would have on the phone. No. You would just have the glitching or the... Yes. Yeah. Um, what do you call it? The hanging. The hanging, yeah. The means freezing, that yeah. It's, means this, it's an update uh, issue. issue yeah. And how often, I mean, with a phone, you have to regularly update. I mean, no, we, with vehicles, not that much. Um, basically, when it comes in for a service, that's when they, they would, would pick, do it anyway. Yes, they'll pick it up from. Possible that sometimes they don't. 
they don't most, most of the time is that a, a bulletin will come to the dealership it's almost like a recall to say that look uh vehicle vin number whatever whatever or from this year models kindly do software updates when they come in because remember um Although as bulletin are part of the new era of the motor industry, it's like normal for cars to mm. have recalls nowadays. Mm-hmm. So some manufacturers, they don't basically communicate that. Mm-hmm. They will keep it in-house and then once the vehicle comes in, they will do it automatically. Mm. Okay. Um, this is a 2022 Ford Explorer and my problem is loose bolts. Um, and I'm told about also... Um, the transmission problems uh, from my dealer. Loose bolts. Mm-hmm. I think that you have to take it to the dealer and take it up with with the dealer. That transmission fault, failure. It's, it's similar to the one that he said uh, it's slipping. Yes, that is the transmission fault. So it's similar to the issue that I was saying that on inclines. The car moves backwards on an automatic transmission. That's not supposed to happen because now you must depress your accelerator to to balance. What would be going wrong? The, it's a slipping, so it's uh, something is wrong inside internally in the gearbox. So it's the gearbox yeah. that would be. Uh, yeah. w- would it need to be totally changed, or it's you can fix it? Well, look, it? So something is wrong in there. But if it's a vehicle that still has warranty and maintenance plan, so it's either the warranty will make a decision that's changed the whole thing or let's let's see what, what is happening. Okay. I have, I think, uh, one last question. Um, okay. It's a long story here. I'm trying to get it to it as possible. Um, okay. It's the Mercedes B-Class problem, and uh, this person says, I have a problem with the, um, what is a drive assist functions? Oh, um, there's, there's a lot. It needs to be a bit more specific, because there's lane, lane departure, there is, um, so drive assist, is, uh, your PDCs also could be also part of your drive assist. So it needs to so, so it says very imprecise when cornering. Hmm. Well, okay. Imprecise is the light not going on. Because uh, remember, when you have drive assist mm-hmm. uh, functions, it could be that when you are turning in, your headlight would be brighter on the side that you are turning in into. So that is also a drive assist function. Mm-hmm. So I need a bit of more information on when. What which function is Mare, doing? It's a it's like a rich people's problem. <laughs> this one it's not it's not really like a, a problem as in like yeah, the no, car is giving me a problem. Yeah, this is just yeah. I just have an irritation with some yeah, noise because yeah. I, I know people that um, there's a system on electric vehicles called lane departure mm-hmm. where it doesn't allow you to change lane if there's something on the side. Oh really? The steering wheel will vibrate. Okay. There's some people says, no, nah, I don't want this to do. Yes, this. I, I want it, it off. It would also irritate me. So if if there's a <laughs> if there's like like a bottle or something. No, no, no. Uh, how look, big? It's it's called the lane departure, meaning that there is a, another vehicle that is closer to yours. Let's so say it, like in the traffic. In the traffic, in yes. The, Maybe you're trying to overtake. Yeah. The light, all obviously on your mirror, will go uh, mm-hmm. red or orange to mm-hmm. show you that there's something wrong. So you'll get also feedback from the steering wheel. It will vibrate a bit. 
yeah. to say that you can't change lane. You're too close to yeah. this next person. Yeah. Yeah. Basically wanting to drive for you. Some people will say, no, I don't want this thing on. Please switch it off. Yeah. yeah. I would do the same. <laughs> I would also do the same. Okay, but it's, it's there to, to assist you. I'm the driver. Okay. They are just an assistant. Like a, well, like, look, you know what I mean? It's the perks that you picked it's when you're buying the car. <laughs> <laughs> I hear you. I yeah. hear you. But it's always lovely. We'll do it again next week. If you missed it live, catch the broadcast on kaya959.co.za.